Are you a woman in the middle? If so, come on in, because you've found me for a reason. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number one. Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome. I'm so excited to have you join me in podcast land. Somehow in this giant sea of podcasts, you found my very first episode and I couldn't be happier. This, my friends, is a first for you and also a first for me. As midlife gals, it's great to celebrate a first of anything. We can come up with all kinds of reasons not to have firsts anymore. You know the thoughts. Things like this can get in the way. This type of thinking, like, I'm too old. It's too scary. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling stuck. I'm afraid I'll look stupid. And the list goes on. That's exactly the kind of thinking that inspired me to work with midlife women. And that's also the inspiration for this podcast, Women in the Middle, Loving Life After 50. As a master certified life and weight coach, my niche is working with absolutely amazing midlife women, much like yourself. I'm actually on a mission to help you see all of the opportunities in your lives, even at this age and stage of life. So that's my question to you. Are you a woman in the middle? Let's find out. How many of these midlife situations resonate with you? Are you in the middle of having kids and having grandchildren? In the middle of having parents who don't need help and having parents who do need help? In the middle of a career that may not be satisfying anymore? In the middle of looking youthful and having an appearance that's changing a little bit? In the middle of dealing with perimenopause or menopause? In the middle of learning to deal with kids who want more independence. In the middle of preparing and dealing with the whole empty nest thing. In the middle of working and getting closer to retirement. In the middle of milestone birthdays that are getting scarier and scarier by the decade. <laughs> In the middle of just not believing you're as old as you are. And here's a good one. In the middle of wondering if you'll have regrets if you don't make some changes in your life. Being a woman in the middle can be a challenging time, and that's what the scope of this podcast is all about. But first, you might be wondering a bit about who I am, so let me take a few minutes and introduce myself. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'm a woman in the middle. Smack dab in the middle, if you know what I mean. I'm 54 years young, three years into menopause, Married for just about 23 years and have three college-age kids. How's that for being in the middle? But wait, there's more. And I'll be sharing all the gory details with you over the course of this podcast. Not this one, but all of the episodes. I live in Toronto, Ontario. That's in Canada, if you didn't know. I didn't grow up here, though. I'm originally an East Coast girl born in New England and raised in the Philadelphia area. I've been in Canada since 1983, which is why I doubt you hear much of any kind of an accent in my voice, although you might. I'd love to hear from you if you pick anything up. So you might be wondering, why Canada? You've probably heard this story before. It was a guy. 
It was a guy. I was 19 years old and in love. I met a Canadian guy while on a family vacation in Fort Lauderdale a gazillion years ago, and a year and a half later, followed my heart and transferred to the University of Guelph as a result. I'll say that again slowly because it's a weird-sounding name. That's Guelph. G-U-E-L-P-H. It's a town about an hour west of Toronto. Now, with college-age kids myself, I have to admit that I would freak out if they did what I did at 19 years old. And for me back then, I really needed to create what George Costanza calls a buffer zone. Because of a pretty traumatic and intense childhood, I knew in my heart of hearts that I had to go if I wanted to grow. I felt it deep down. I knew that as long as I stayed in a great university, it wouldn't really matter if the relationship with the guy didn't work out. So I felt confident enough to take a bit of a risk. And as it turned out, it turned out to be one of those decisions that opened a huge door of personal development, adventure, and opportunity for me. In hindsight, I was right. I've learned so much about how my childhood affected who I've become and I'll be sharing more about all of that with you in future episodes. Speaking of kids, though, I need to make a small correction. I have three young men. They are 18, 20, and 21. And coming and going to and from the nest constantly. My nest isn't completely empty all of the time. I'm sure you can relate. But more empty than it's ever been. And, you know, it's a transition. Now, my professional background started out with my education in psychology. I've been absolutely fascinated by human behavior my whole life, and I even mentioned it in my high school yearbook blurb about myself. <laughs> I transferred to the University of Guelph, like I mentioned, in the early 80s. It turned out to be a really good thing for so many reasons. Of course, I didn't stay with that boyfriend, but I ended up discovering a really interesting educational path, and my undergraduate thesis was about children and street-proofing. I looked at the gap between what parents thought their 5, 8, and 12-year-olds knew about safety and danger versus what the kids actually knew. And as you might imagine, parents totally overestimated lots of things that they thought their kids would know, even information about what they would do if they got lost in a mall, for example. Doing this work was the beginning of my fascination with trying to understand life from somebody else's perspective, and it led me to a master's degree in applied social psychology. This was a perfect direction for me. Of course, when you're making these decisions, you don't really know if it's the perfect direction for you, but I can tell you that it, in hindsight it was. I completely embraced qualitative methodology and in-depth interviewing, which has become one of the most important skill sets that I develop professionally. I also had the opportunity to study the relationship between children and their pet dogs for my master's thesis, if you can believe it, which was a completely enjoyable way to do some serious research. I got to meet the best dogs along the way and the best kids. Do you get the whole dog thing? I love dogs, and I grew up with dogs my whole life. Lots of animals, actually. We, we know how important pets can be. Most people do. And my pet family now includes the lovable and adorable 130-pound Nico, the Noof, he's a Newfoundland, and also the sassy and talkative but adorable Dee Dee the Quaker Parrot. And you'll be hearing more about my pet family in this podcast for sure. I just can't help myself. <laughs> so that's a bit about me. It also brings me to this extremely important question that I want you guys to think about. Here it is. Do you love your life 
at this point in your life. Now, we all know that a certain age in midlife isn't necessarily the middle of your life. We have no clue how long we'll live, so we never really know when the middle is. But there are some pretty consistent things happening in the middle age and stage. You may find yourself thinking thoughts like these. I'm too old to try something new. I don't know who I am now that my kids moved out. I'm so stuck. I have no clue what I want to do. I feel like I'm meant to do more. I'm so frustrated that I just can't figure it out. I feel like life's passing me by. Ladies, I hear you. In fact, the most intense year of being in the middle for me was the year I turned 50. So many things happened. I got laid off. My dog died. My eldest left for university. And as I mentioned, I had a milestone birthday. It was a crazy year. I'd been in my long-term job for 19 years. Yes, 19 years. Even when I say this now, I just can't believe it. I never imagined that I would be one of those employees. I remember the first time I met someone who'd been in a job longer than I was old. I was in high school working at a bank for the summer. I met this delightful woman who shared that she'd been in her job for 25 years. That was seven years longer than I was alive. I was floored and had a hard time getting my head around that. I also remember being quite negative and a bit judgmental about it. I thought this would never happen to me. It just sounded so boring. But back in the day, having a long-term, reliable, and stable employment like this was seen as the pinnacle of success for sure. So fast forward a few decades, here I was in a job for just under 20 years. How did that happen? When I was hired, I remember having to negotiate a three-week vacation for my honeymoon within six months of starting. Now, 19 years later, my eldest was graduating from high school and heading off to university. I was just engaged when I started that job. I was turning 50. I found myself asking, where did the time go? In all honesty, I was pretty frustrated at this job. I hadn't been content for at least five years. Everything looked so good on paper, though. I'm sure you can relate to that. Amazing employer, inspiring cause-oriented work, awesome, bright colleagues, flexibility, good salary, and benefits. Yet, I couldn't help but notice that something was missing. I was bored. I was restless. I felt like I was in a funk, like I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But I definitely felt like life was passing me by. I started thinking, like it was slow, but I started to think about making a change. I started to see that I missed actually working with people. I wasn't working directly with people in this job. I was helping people, but I wasn't working with the people I was helping. I began investigating the idea of more education, maybe retraining. I wondered if I should pursue a PhD in psychology, maybe. I checked out what it would take to become a guidance counselor. I brainstormed a list of things I loved and thought about potential careers, but I never got very far. I felt confused. I kept thinking that I didn't know what to do. I felt stuck. That was it. Stuck. <laughs> it's weird because I never felt stuck like this before. At other times in my life, I would just figure out what needed to be done and move forward and get to work. So I sensed that something was different. And then I realized that I was actually afraid. But afraid of what? Like, I just couldn't figure it out. 
Was it a matter of being afraid of change? Why was it so hard for me to figure this out? I was stumped. And then one morning, I got that fateful knock at my office door. I looked up and I saw my manager. He was leaning in and he said, we need you for a meeting. But he didn't say it like that. He said, we need you for a meeting. Something was strange. I knew it immediately. Maybe it was the intensity of the knock at the door. Maybe it was the way he leaned in. Maybe it was the sound of his voice. But I knew something was up. I looked at him and I asked directly, am I being laid off? He couldn't answer. So I asked, who will be at this meeting? And he said, HR, union reps, everything was crystal clear now. I could barely hear anything else with my heart beating so loudly. Have you had that happen? Oh my God, it was like a blur. But somehow I was able to tune in to a tiny little whisper of a voice. It kind of reminded me of like Horton Hears a Who and Whoville. <laughs> it was faint, but I could definitely hear a thought trying to break through all of that surface emotion going on. There it was again. I definitely heard it. It was the thought that this is a gift. It didn't feel like a gift, but I recognized the thought. If you've been laid off yourself, you know how gross it is. I think the best way to describe it is that it's harsh. I was fortunate enough to have a manager who made sure to tell me that it had nothing to do with my performance. That was a gift too. Another amazing colleague suggested that I come back on the weekend to pack up my office of 19 years so I didn't have to take the walk of shame. <laughs> and this piece of advice was also a gift. So many gifts. And so it began. My new unemployed life. But guess what else happened? I challenged myself to figure out what I wanted to do next. I learned to cope with the independence issues associated with my kid at college. Well, I'm starting that to learn. <laughs> I trained for my next career. And I started to dream again and made some cool plans. That was so new to me. I celebrated my 50th birthday, too, exactly the way I wanted to and loved every minute. You might have guessed by now that it was the gift of my layoff that led me to my career as a life coach. During this time period, I hired a coach myself. And that, my friends, changed everything. My mind was officially blown. I was so excited that I asked my coach all kinds of questions about her own training. Gradually, I became convinced that life coaching and mindfulness work was my new career too. I discovered Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, and she's definitely become my mentor. I dove in and never looked back. I got my certification and then went on for further training and became Master Coach certified as well. It's been over four years now since my layoff, since I received one of the best gifts of my life. As cliche as it sounds, age really is just a number. As William Shakespeare once said, the golden age is before us, not behind us. The actual number of years we've been alive on this planet is actually neutral. In the thought model that I'll be teaching listeners of the podcast is it starts with something that's very neutral. We respond to things in life. Things start out as neutral, and then we have thoughts about them. So like I was saying, the number of years that we've been on a planet is actually neutral. It's a fact. It's what we make that number mean. That's the problem, or that's where the problem can be. 
And I would suggest that all of our problems come from our thinking. It really all starts there. We look for evidence to prove our thoughts. So if you think you're old, you'll look for ways to prove that you're old. If you think that being laid off is the worst thing in the world, you will find ways to prove that no good will come of your situation. Your results prove your thoughts. It's kind of the secret sauce of the universe. And understanding this thought model and how to figure out the difference between what is neutral in our life and how we're responding to it, how our thinking plays into it, and how those thoughts create our feelings and ultimately our results, that's the work of the podcast. And that is what I'm so excited to talk to you about. It's one of the fundamental things that we'll be learning as we move forward. So good to know, right? <laughs> what it means is that you have more power than you think. And this is what the Women in the Middle podcast is all about. Specifically, future episodes will include information about what I like to call regret-proofing. Regret-proofing is your attempt to make sure that you don't have regrets about what you do or don't do, say or don't say, try or don't try, and change or don't change. As a woman in the middle, regret-proofing is often about your professional contribution, your work perhaps, or volunteer work or your relationship with others, or your relationship with yourself, or all three. So with that in mind, I'll be bringing you fresh perspective and solid tips and tools to help you handle what I like to call career malaise. It's really career boredom, the whole empty nest thing, and of course, aging gracefully, all from a mindfulness perspective. Oh yeah, there's one more topic I can't help but address. I like to call it midlife hilarity. Yes, midlife hilarity. <laughs> you know, those special topics that you just got to talk about, but you just can't talk about them with everyone. So stay tuned. You just might pee your pants. So <laughs> I'm just warning you. I'm also super excited about another thing. Once this podcast gets rolling, my plan is to bring you interviews with other amazing women in the middle who've made big changes to love their life after 50. How cool is that? I can't wait to introduce you to these amazing women. So life in your 50s doesn't have to be about watching your life pass you by. You don't have to feel stagnant. You don't need to feel fearful of regrets. This is why I'm so charged up as a midlife coach, showing and teaching you how to change your perspective to create the results you want on purpose. It's your time to relearn how to put yourself first, again, after a few decades, and satisfy your need to grow, to embrace your power to create a life that you love. The Women in the Middle podcast is all about how you can learn the skills and tools that will help you love your life and live intentionally. I know it sounds like an Oprah moment, but seriously, this is what it's all about. We're going to live intentionally. It's an amazing goal. And by the way, if you're not 50 yet, no worries. You're welcome here too. It's just that the examples I'll be using will be from this phase of life. Trust me though, there's plenty here for all of you amazing humans out there. And by hanging out with us, you will ensure that you have a welcoming committee ready to go when it's your time for your 50th birthday. We will celebrate with you. 
Thanks so much for joining me on this amazing ride. Being a woman in the middle is the best place to be. All right. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck and live your best life because there is way more fun to be had. If you want to finally focus on getting unstuck, like step on the gas already, there's no better mechanism, no better way when you know you're meant for more like this and you're wasting valuable time than to move forward with the community of women just like you. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and create your exciting next chapter. I want to invite you to apply to the Women in the Middle Academy. It's a six-month coaching program where you get all the support you need to apply what you're learning here in the podcast, but more importantly, you get expert coaching, curriculum, and a community to get clear about what you want so that you don't have regrets. Don't waste another second feeling stuck. Go ahead and apply. Just fill out the quick and easy application when you book your momentum call and we'll have a quick chat. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and you'll see the episodes there. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein and I'll talk to you next week. 